Hey. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Whatever you're doing, you need to take it and rip it up and throw it out. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What did I tell you coming back from the combine of my top rumors? I'm telling you I heard that Philip Rivers was in the mix. And Kyle Shanahan, he confirmed it. He was prepared to. Earlier on the show, from NBC Sports Bay Area, Matt Mayoko. Coming up, former Stanford head coach David Shaw. Packers running back Aaron Jones. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. We'll take your phone calls this hour. Overreaction Monday this hour. Aaron Jones of the Packers, hour three. We just chatted with Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, about what we saw from the 49ers quarterbacks. And he also gave us an update on Nick Bosa as well in our number one, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Let's talk about the preseason uh, first weekend, uh, writ large by uh, my colleague from the NFL Media Group. Loved doing all the NFL drafts with him over the years that I I did with him. Uh, Former Pac-4 head coach, uh, (laughs) David Shaw, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, coach? (laughs) I felt great until you just said Pac-4. <laughs> that is just the most uneasy thing anybody can say to me right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Let's just jump right in with that. What what What's your two cents on uh, on what's going on with the Pac-12 and Stanford le- uh, seemingly left without a, a major large conference chair right now, David? Yeah, I don't think, of course, we all know it's not completely settled yet. There's still a lot of things that could happen. Um, None of us, us, I'm talking about not just being the former head coach there, but being uh, an alumnus of Stanford and all the people I know, my friends and colleagues, and just, it's just difficult. It's difficult when you look at all the players from this conference that should have a lasting legacy, that it should not just disappear to to zero you know you're talking about jim plunkett john elway andrew luck right the whole line christian mccaffrey all these guys they should have a legacy those records should exist someplace um so you hate for the conference to disappear but at the same time it's, it's a new era right now and uh if you don't play by the rules that everybody else plays by and you sit and wait you're left out and that's where the conference is, and that's where my school is right now. Um, you know, waiting for something else to happen uh, that hopefully can salvage something. Yes, monetarily, but also, you know, I just can't. I can't help but think about the legacy of the conference. Um, and uh, you know, I have a little bit of pie in the sky that once all this stuff uh, settles, and then seven, eight years from now, when all these deals are about to be uh, be resigned again, that maybe somehow we can form this conference back again but for right now it's it's tough times out here on the west coast did you get a sense in your uh, final years at stanford about the tenuous nature of the pac-12 and its future did you see any warning signs flashing red lights on that front david uh more than warning signs it felt like there were bombs going off around us um, we, we all knew, right, the first contract that we signed uh, as the Pac-12 was right around my first year, mm-hmm. um, the big contract, and we didn't get a lot of that money that was promised. Um, the DirecTV deal never came through. A lot of things didn't happen. So that first deal was just not what we had hoped it to be. 
and all the other conferences signed better deals than ours. And we signed a longer-term deal, so they actually re-upped theirs before we got to ours. So it was just bad on both sides. But the bottom line was we knew school by school we were getting less money than everybody, less coverage than everybody. And we were hoping this next deal was going to be uh, much better and more lucrative and could keep the conference together, if not expand. I mean, we almost expanded multiple times. Everybody remembers the... The, the deal with Texas and Oklahoma was just about to be signed, and that fell apart. A couple of things almost happened, and then we went from things almost happening to nothing happening to schools and, and presidents, university presidents, who I think there's a lot of culpability uh, on those desks. Nobody really brings that up, but a lot of culpability on the, on the president's desk. But then as an individual president, you're saying, hey, you're promising me things that nothing and nothing is happening, mm-hmm. and this other conference is coming to me putting a check on my desk and eventually you know you know money talks and schools walked so i guess last one for you on this because you just mentioned about stuff on president's desks and things of that nature and then we'll get to the nfl preseason that you're uh, part of with uh with us at nfl network so um why do you think this happened from your position and having been in the middle of it why do you think the demise of the Pac-12, and I know you say uh, there's hopefully still a silver lining. Why do you think it happened, David? Uh, You know, and there's a lot of of blame going back to Larry Scott, and it's not just Larry Scott. There was a, this this whole time period, I think, where out here we've always seen ourselves as leaders, my school in particular, the conference in particular, even even outside of the main sports football and basketball, Mm Um, but these TV deals have a lot to do with fo- mainly football. Um, and the commitment that was necessary to make to football without sacrificing the academic integrity, right? This has nothing to do with academic integrity. This has to do with recognizing that what football is in this nation is number one, right? NFL is number one, college football is number two, or depending on your opinion, you might flip those two, but those are the top two sports in our country. Recognizing that and putting that first so that it can benefit your entire university. I think as a conference, we kind of lost sight of that. I think we backed away from that and recognizing where and we all saw where it was going and we chose not to lead and we chose to wait and you wait too long. Um, money happens other places and now our conference gets pulled apart. David Shaw here on the Rich Eisen Show. What did you see in preseason weekend number one that stands out to you? I'll go macro with you. What what lingers from the first 16 preseason games that you saw, David? Well, the, the change in, you know, the NFL in the last few years where there's less of a priority put on the, the preseason for your veterans. Um, very few places believe in playing the older guys, and a lot of those guys like Patrick Mahomes, they want to play at least a little bit. They want to get that juice going. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing these these combined practices with other teams, and that's where they get the bulk of the work for the older guys. You know, it's not live. It's not a lot of tackling, but they get that extra oomph of, of raising the level of competition. Um, so, But I still love the preseason because you get a chance to see a lot of the rookies, a lot of guys, second, third-year guys trying to make the team um, you know, it's funny to me that the biggest quarterback battle um, in the league right now is 
the backup rule for the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> um, that's fascinating. I don't know if that's ever happened before, um, but that's fascinating. Well, you um, were there. You went. You were in Niners training camp for inside training camp for NFL Network, and I'm sure you saw what you saw yesterday. What 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 did you see? What's your assessment of it right now, David? Uh, it look you know, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm reserving judgment until the end. You know, when all the all the snaps are taken and decisions have to be made, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like about what I thought it was going to look like, which was Trey Lance hasn't played a lot of snaps um, of live football since his junior year of college or his second last year of college. And um, that's what it looked like. He is big. He's athletic. He's got a strong arm. Um, uh, the, almost pulled the trigger a couple times. He had to pull the ball back a couple of times, which just slows you down from getting from your first read to your second read and took some hits, took some sacks got into rhythm for a little bit and started to look like the guy that not just the 49ers, but I mean, more than half the league was super intrigued about this guy. His traits are real, his personality, his mentality, all that stuff's great. He just doesn't have the snaps. So you saw some of that escaped the pocket a couple of times, made a couple of throws in a row um, on the outside, which was great. Um, and then Sam Darnold looked like the guy that, you know, most people were excited about when he came out of USC um, if this guy gets protection, uh, he can sit back in the pocket. He can make some great throws. He missed a couple. Um, so neither guy is perfect, uh, which makes it even more intriguing that there's not an easy way to say. So um, being in the Bay Area, it's really funny just to just to scan social media. And half the people are saying not just Trey Lance should be number two, but Trey Lance should be number one. You know, some people are saying trade Trey Lance. Get him out of here. You know, mm-hmm. Sam Donald's the obvious number two. So there's, there's just opinions are all over the place, uh, but it's fascinating and fun to watch. Well, I know I sat next to you at the draft in Dallas where Baker Mayfield went first, then Saquon, and then and then Darnold to the Jets. You were very high on Darnold. Obviously, you 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 played against him and you had a game plan for him, but here he is now, and it does seem that you know again. I know this is just for the backup role, but it does appear that he's finally in a spot. It took a while but he's finally in a spot for himself. Um, and I, I don't I don't know what that means for Lance, obviously, but that's just my assessment that he seems to finally be in the right spot. And interestingly enough, it's not to be the starter at present, David. You know, For what he did in, in college, what he did in college, Kyle's offense is such a perfect fit for him. Um, quick release. He's got a quick release and a strong arm. The combination of movements and play actions mm-hmm. – He's a really good athlete throwing the ball on the edge. Um, he's a good decision maker. Um, you know, those years, you know, with, with the Jets were really tough to watch because there's a lot on his shoulders and he probably tried to do much, you know, too much, which is tough when you're down by three, you're down by seven at the end of the game and you're trying to make things happen, especially when that happens week after week after week. You take too much on your shoulders. Um, but in this offense with this team, gosh, you just drop back, get the ball out of your hands, put the ball in the playmaker's hands, and it seems like a great fit for him. David Shaw, my colleague with the NFL Media Group right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How about the quick strike Bears offense? How about that one, David? You know, this is one of the more intriguing situations uh, also for me. Um, You know, you've got a a freak show athlete in Justin Fields. Um, And I saw a stat the other day that was really interesting that the Bears – Threw the ball down the field, um, pretty much the top more than more than most teams in the league, somewhere in the top five. Um, but you look at the Chiefs, who won the Super Bowl, and they throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage more than anybody in the league over the last five to seven years. 
Um, so it was great to see Justin Fields get the ball out of his hands, goes three for three, throws two touchdown passes, and both those touchdown passes were screens. So it's great to see, say, hey, you know, we've got a young kid who's a great athlete. Let's get the ball out of his hands. Let's not make him hold it. Um, let's have, have him get comfortable in the pocket. Let's take some pressure off of the offensive line with those deep drop backs. So that was great to see. Um, and I'm root for this young man to have some, some good success. And at some point, you know, he's got to show that ability, not just to take off to run, but, and, but to beat you from the pocket. Um, but getting the ball out of his hands quicker can really help his, his growth and maturity. And another kid I know you were a high on when he got drafted, Jahan Dotson uh, in Washington. He had a, a very nice day. Sam Howell, 9 of 12, 77 yards and a score. Did you see enough out of him, or are you seeing enough out of him to say, okay, that is a starting quarterback that can be successful in this league? David? It, to me, this is one of those things that I circled as soon as Eric Bieniemy got the job because I really like Sam Howell coming out. He's got some really nice traits. He's also one of those guys, whenever you bump into one of his teammates or former coaches, they light up, right? There's something about this guy. And mm-hmm. now to get him in an offense with some real weapons around him, he's got a couple of really good receivers. And now you've got this team, just as I mentioned, I mean, they're throwing the ball, getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands. They don't take sacks. They don't take make negative plays. Um, and you can you can get a quarterback in the rhythm. So a guy who's got some ability, he's got some leadership ability. Um, he's got a little bit of mobility. Well, just enough mobility. Um, this could be a lot of fun for those starving Washington Commanders fans. So does this mean Sam can take hard coaching if he's performing well with the enemy, David? Is that what that means? <laughs> I, I, I laughed when all, all this stuff came out about Eric the enemy's intensity. You don't think Kyle Janahan is intense? I mean, the, the the guys in this league that want to win at a high level, they push their players to be at their absolute best. So um, I, I don't I, I laugh at all that because that goes on all over the place. Um, but I think this guy's got the tools. I think this in putting this scheme in with some really dangerous weapons around them. Um, it could go really well for, for the quarterback and uh, the commanders. Well, I mean, when that all came out last week, David, it was just kind of like a couple things. First of all, you know, who did you think you were hiring with Eric Bieniemy? You know, <laughs> there's a wall and there's a flower, and he's not either of them, you know, like, or he might be a brick wall, right? So, so it, that's your, but, but it was kind of the fact that Ron Rivera made mention that some people are coming up to him complaining about him that was the the oddity i guess of it to be honest with you um and uh, i'm just wondering you know are our kids not used to that hard coaching at college to come out into the pros where right i don't know well, and i don't want to read into the situation i think it's probably a little bit blown out of proportion i thought it was uh, more comedy than anything else mm-hmm. but there's some truth to what you're saying you know in this era of uh, these players can leave at any point in time. There's a lot of, I've heard a lot of college coaches like, man, you know, sometimes I can't really jump on a kid like I would have before to get his attention because he might be in the portal the next day. So there's a, there's a little bit of that maybe seeping in. Um, but at the same time, uh, the enemy's trying to establish a culture. He's trying to establish expectations, even more than the culture. Because the expectations, the expectations is perfection. And you want to be great. You want to set the bar super, super high. And somebody doesn't reach the bar, you got to push those guys. And for years, um, as a head coach, that's what you try to do. But what you really try to do in the process is teach those guys to to embrace those high expectations. And after a while, it shouldn't be Eric being me doing all the yelling, right? 
it'll be the it'll be the players holding each other to that standard because that's what's going on at at the at the Chiefs, right? The, the places that win a lot. It's not the coaches that are just doing all the yelling. It's the players and their expectations. I remember when I joined the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I heard Ray Lewis's voice setting expectations more than I heard the coaches. So in an environment where maybe the players aren't ready to take that on, the coach, yes, has to do it to set that standard. But we want the other guys to start to embrace that. So now it's everybody has those expectations. Everybody pushes everybody. And that's where your organization starts to rise. A few more minutes left with David Shaw, my colleague from NFL Network here on the Rich Eisen Show. Are you concerned about Russell Wilson at all, David? Um, I, I spend a few days um, in the offseason over there. I'm not. Um, it takes a while to convert everybody, you know, because it's not, of course, and everything goes on the quarterback. I used to say that all the time. It's quarterback and the head coach. We take too much blame and too much credit, right? Um, when you're put in an entire system, especially a system with a lot of intricacies, um, it takes a little while for the offensive line to, to get it all in the running game to mesh and the receivers to know that, you know, you're not, not right about here, no, exactly right here, right, to get all of those things. And I thought the back-to-back plays were really interesting where Russell makes a heck of a play, escapes the pocket, gets outside, throws the ball to Jerry Judy, and he drops it. You know, and it's fourth down, they go for it, and now it's cover zero. Russell stands in there versus cover zero. He knows he's going to get hit. Uh, Jerry Judy makes a great break on an option route, catches the ball and scores a touchdown. So I think there's going to be some more of that in the preseason with these guys of like, oh, we screwed it up. Oh, we didn't do it right. And then, oh, that's what it looks like. So, you know, having fourth, being fortunate enough to be with Coach Harbaugh when we went to Stanford, where we had to instill a lot in the guys um, to be with John Gruden when we went to the Oakland Raiders, teaching them how to win and how to be consistent, that takes a little bit of time. So, that's why I think you saw those guys play a little bit longer than maybe they were planned to. But I could see Coach Payton saying, gosh, we, we need them to taste some success and, and see what it feels like a little bit at a time. And then that starts to grow, and then you get better. Last one for you, David Shaw. You were one of the more media-savvy coaches um, around when, um, you know, obviously you're at Stanford and everywhere else you've been. Um, clearly you've spent enough time with NFL Network now on a draft and now – this preseason, so I will ask you this question now that you're in the media. The team we are not talking about enough is fill in that blank for me. We're not talking about this team enough currently entering 2023. Is which, David? Ooh. Ooh. Um. I'm not going to take the bait. It's not your Jets. Um, <laughs> well, we're talking about them enough. <laughs> but, but I mean, honestly, though, you could also say a team that we're we're you know we're, we're talking. You think we're talking about them too much, but we're not. So what do you what do you think? I'll give you that out too. Give Ooh, me that one. That's a great question. Thank you. You know what? I'm I'm going to have to say. I mean, there are a couple that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a team that. Uh, they are being talked about a lot, but I think they have a chance to really challenge beyond just just getting in the playoffs. Okay, that's the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, Dan Campbell with the biting on the kneecaps and all that stuff. Um, there's something that this this man has, and and I've just labeled it as authenticity. Okay, you know, he is who he is every single day. His players respond to him; they depend on that. He pushes them and knows how to push them. He knows how to back them off. 
Um, he's rejuvenated the quarterback. You know, I hate talking about cow guys. Um, loudly, but, <laughs> Good one, yes. uh, <laughs> the environment has rejuvenated the quarterback. Their coordinator, who jumps on the scene, has a great year, decides to come back. He could have been a head coach uh, a couple different places. He comes back. Um, you, you draft Samir Gibbs, who that was one of the two or three guys in the draft that I just looked at and said, every time he touches the ball, you like get on the edge of your seat. So now you've got an explosive running back. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown. Who, I, who should be in the Pro Bowl this year. This young man has an edge. He can get open repeatedly. Now you've got more juice in the backfield there. Aiden Hutchinson, another Michigan man. Yeah, He's got right. a chance, I think, to really explode on the scene. He'll be one of the best pass rushers. So now you've got premier players at multiple positions, and you've got a head coach that knows his team, and a team that will show you that they will show up every week and fight. They got a chance to be really good. And they finished really strong last year. They sent Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, did they not? The Lions. Yes, they do. Okay, so you think not just win the division, but go deep, maybe a Final Four in the conference, if not further, David Shaw, for real. I mean, there's, there's two, there are two monsters in the NFC, right? The 49ers and the Eagles. Yep. Um, the the Cowboys are going to be good, but you've got a team that has the elements of being able to just on one day, right, in a divisional round, maybe surprise a really good team and make enough plays to win. And everybody in the league knows all you have to do is get in the tournament, and as soon as you can get momentum and ride that, anybody can win it. David, always love our chats. Thank you for doing this. I love you uh, uh, being part of NFL Network and and being on this show. For real. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks, my friend. Right back at you. That's David Shaw, at Coach David Shaw on Twitter, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I hit him. I didn't mean – he's such a sweetheart. I didn't mean to hit him in the gut right off the bat by calling him a pack four coach. (laughs) That cut him, man. It did. He's like, what? To the bone. He's like, wait a minute. (laughs) I liked coming on this show. Never again. Lions, baby. The bandwagon is so full for the Detroit Lions. They are selling tickets for future bandwagons just to get people off. (laughs) They're offering you oversold. They're They're offering offering you a voucher voucher for future bandwagons. That's how oversold this bandwagon currently is. But he's he's not just any slouch. He's he knows what he's talking about. Yes, he does. Finish strong, coach that knows the team. He's been buying the team's been buying what he's been selling. They do are they do have some talented people all over the lot. You know one of us And they're going to get Jamison Williams back. You know one of us in here is definitely not on that bandwagon. Did, who? Chris, you're not on the bandwagon. On the Lions bandwagon? Yeah. I'm not. So who are you taking to win the division? Uh uh-huh. not the Lions. Vikings? <laughs> you taking the Vikings? I don't think so. I mean, so who are you taking the Packers? Time. You think Jordan because Jordan Love didn't look good. The Bears. I think Love's pretty good. How about the Bears? Quick strike offense. Man. I think Love's pretty good. The Eberflus. Eberflus. They don't really blow the socks off either. Sneakiest good division, NFC North? Were you going uh, there? Sneakiest good division. Because you can't, you can't, you can't choose the NFC East. Yeah, because we're all good. You can't choose the AFC Washington. West. You can't choose the AFC East. If, it's either it's either both Norths or Souths. Yeah, That's a, it. AFC North is really good. They could unless have, you could go NFC West, which is like, hey, you can go higher register on the Rams and the Cardinals. Absolutely not. Okay, uh, <laughs> the AFC North could have all four teams make the playoffs. AFC North is really good. Right, but they. I also, thought he was going to say Cleveland but, instead of the Lions, because the Lions, we everyone's been talking about them. They're on, he, they're on opening night. He's saying they're not a, very sneaky. But there's good reason for it. They're not very sneaky. NFC North, sneaky is good division. That's sneaky good because everybody's thinking, well, Rodgers is gone. 
Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins at some point, right? Yeah, we don't know. Even what though we have Jordan Justin Love's Jefferson slated to be on tomorrow's program, you don't know what Jordan Love's going to do. And the Bears are the Bears; they are who we think they are. So that's what everybody's thinking. It's sneaky. Both Norths are pretty sneaky. Both, both North. Both North's pretty sneaky. By the way, I remember uh-huh. I asked you guys that about two months ago. Would it be crazy for me to say? That all four of those AFC North teams. Yes, you can. Because somebody from the AFC East is making it outside of who then wins so it. So is someone from the West. One would think. Maybe just one. Yeah. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, we will train our eyes on Philadelphia through China. Why are we saying that? That's next. Overreaction <laughs> Monday after that. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Are you still playing fantasy football? You still doing that? Um, I, I not really. No, I, 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 I'm in a league, but I don't, I don't control it. Well, my buddies controls it for me. Well, because I know we've had conversations about this before, and that there are some interesting, um, uh, I guess, tasks that the loser of this league must undertake. So, are you, if you lose, even though you're not part of the day to day? Oh yeah, they'll, they'll hold me to it. Absolutely. I don't, I don't even know if I could tell you who's on my team right now, but. Um, if I were to lose, they would they would absolutely hold me to it, and uh, we, we'd have to go take care of business. What are some of the um, fails that I guess that you have? To do? What are some of the, the responsibilities of the losers of your league? What is uh, last year the loser uh, had to go to Alaska for a day? What do you mean, like for a day? Yeah. <laughs> for a day? Yeah. Okay. They went to a place called Nome, Alaska. Actually, where the Iditarod it, it goes through there, I think. Yeah. So, so the, the loser, race. regardless of the geographic 
spot in the United States would have to, for a day, get on a plane and and prove per, proof of purchase of the ticket and then take a photo. Like, how do you? Oh, yeah, I mean, there was there was tasks involved. It was I think he went in, in March. Um, okay, but it was it, it was yeah, it was a whole thing, and that was just one year. That was just last year. This year it'll be entirely different. What other previous uh, years? Any other examples? Because that's amazing. You have to go to Nome, Alaska. The year before the loser, you know, uh, Barstool Sports does the rough and rowdy, the boxing deal. He fought in that. At the Super Bowl, the year we were there, he, he was he was fighting in the in the in the boxing on Friday night uh, before the game there. Oh my gosh! Yeah. This is a, you do not want to lose your fantasy league. Jerry. No, you don't. No, that's why I, I try to I try to put a lot of faith in in, in my buddy that's running yeah. the our YouTube page for all. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by and we appreciate that you are doing that. Um, hey, uh, last week Jake Tapper was on the program from CNN. He's a diehard Philadelphia sports fan and we're just talking about, hey, that um, Trey Turner caught fire after the Philly fans gave him a standing ovation instead of booing him because of his season-long struggles. You know, hometown kid. Let's uh, let's cheer him. And then turned around. And I said to him, hey, does that mean Ben Simmons, all he needed was a hug? And I think you and Jake agreed he was uh, yeah, nah, nah, that train, beyond the whole hug thing. That train has yeah, yeah. left the station. So. Maybe Daryl Moore needs a hug. Jeez. Or... The beard needs a hug. James Harden needs a hug. They once hugged each other famously. They did for years, right? Yeah. Houston and then Philly. I mean, uh, so he opts in, mm -hmm. James Harden. And apparently that was done so he could be traded in easier fashion. Mm -hmm. Or at least it appears that's what James Harden thought. That was the word. So he opts in, and the Sixers try to trade him. We heard he was coming here, right? Los Angeles, that, California, that to, to team up with Kawhi and Paul George. The word on those Englewood streets. That's where he wants to be. Russ, he to Russ be. is here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why isn't James Harden here? I guess it's because, according to all reports, the Sixers want value for James Harden that other teams do not wish to ascribe to James Harden. One would think because if James doesn't want to be there, track record is he will not be there. And if he is, he will show up in such a manner that you're going to want him out of there. That's been his MO his whole career, right? He puts on weight fast. So, either, I mean, he he puts on weight out of spite. <laughs> a lot of honey buns can come out of the uh, the woodwork if he's unhappy. True. And so, the Sixers, it was reported over the weekend, done trading him. We're, yeah. we're done. We're done attempting to trade him. Wipe their hands. We are happy to start the season with James Harden and our MVP center who didn't invite him to the wedding. And Maxie and everybody else. We're going to run it back with Nick Nurse. We're going to run it back with the nurse. Nice. 
Yeah, excited. Coach Nick's in town. Let's go. With a ring? He's got a logo. He's bringing that's a the, ring with him? That's the report, right? So he's coming, and they'll just run it back. Yeah, why not? Season starts in two months, so a lot can happen between now and then, and maybe, you know, they can re-sign him in a longer-term deal or or just run it back because it's a great spot to be in. Well, wondering how James Harden feels about all this. And he's in China for promotional items, I guess, involving his brand. Yeah. Adidas. Mm-hmm. Adidas. And this is what he had to say about Daryl Morey apparently no longer <sighs> eager to trade him. Roll it. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never get a part of the organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never get a part of the organization that he's a part of. All right, now that's from Shams' Twitter account, or X account, or whatever he is. X. So for the radio audience, it does appear that he's in... He's standing on a half court with his name on it. Yeah, Very like nice, a, put together by the Adidas people, yeah, you know, clinic, and it's surrounded by a bunch of um, fans. Like campers were there, I guess. Campers, Kids, campers, and press. Yeah, yeah, who might have needed a translation. How do you say "liar" in Chinese multiple times? I think that word just translates. So, in case the Sixers were wondering how this would sit with James Harden. This is why they're not going to get value for him. Everybody knows. If he doesn't want to be there, he's done it multiple times. He's told his employers, I don't want to be here anymore. And multiple employers have accommodated him. Mm-hmm. And so why wouldn't future employers figure out James will just burn it down? And the question is, and why would you want to hire him again? Now then. I guess he's saying, how do we interpret the lie here? Is it him basically saying, you opt in, I'll trade you. We don't, we, we're, we're ready to have a divorce. Amicably. You opt in, I'll trade you. Or back to the original trade. Come here, you'll get a long-term extension. We want to build around That's you what and, it is too. and bead. That's the other option. Man. Yikes. This is all bad, guys. That's great for me. Oh, yeah, for you. It's awesome. The team that can come at you. Not that Philly's ever been a threat to Boston. Oh, here you go. It's the heat. You can't stand. Ourselves. (laughs) There's that, too. We shoot ourselves in the foot a lot. That's true. (laughs) But, yeah. And I'm sure it doesn't help the situation when Jalen Brown is getting paid like he's Garrett Cole. (laughs) Jaylen like Brown. half an Otani. Jalen Brown, you know? also what, Chris, 14 years younger than James Harden? No, but I, like, I, I, I get it. But Harden's probably like, okay, I'm going to get an orange jacket one day. Just, oh, James Harden's for sure all yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's So easy. that's what he's saying. He just wants a ring, and, and, and he's going to the Hall of Fame for his abilities as well as telling employers, I get what I want. Don't you know? Like, if I don't want to be here, yeah. this, this is the way it goes. This is the way he goes. I tell you I don't want to be here. Then you say okay and send me to the spot I want to be. <laughs> yep. And he must be like right now going, wait a minute. If anybody who knows this more than any other human on the planet, it's got to be Daryl Morey. What's going on here? This does not compute. 
I'm so confused. I thought they were friends. This does not compute. I thought that was his guy. So I'm going to go to China. I'm going to go to China, and I'm going to tell everybody there, Daryl's a liar. How confused do you think those fans, the Chinese fans (laughs) around the the court there, was like, wait a minute, I thought this was supposed to be a happy day. We're around James Harden. I have the Chinese we're, translation, we're but like I'm not going to try to, like, gonna try to say it. That's okay. They're like, on that screen, they're like five rows deep just to get a glimpse of, of an course. angry, bitter, embittered James Harden firing all the way across the globe. Hey, right. this is the way it works. I don't want to be with you anymore. I tell you that. And then you accommodate me. That's the way it's been my entire career. What gives? They're like, James, we just want to talk about the step back. And meanwhile, there's Damian Lillard who says nothing ever. And it's the the same thing, right? The Blazers still have him. We're two months away from basketball being played. And it looks like, as of right now, he's going to be a Blazer. A month till training camp. The difference so. being rich, it seems as though Dame is going to be a professional about this and show up and wait for the time that the U-Haul trucks are supposed to get there in a timely matter and move them out of town. I don't know. Profession- Harden, professional I don't know. is, uh, I don't know. Dame said, I only will play for Miami, and if I get traded to another team, I'm not going to show up. That's did, not that professional. Did he say either. that or did his people say that? His the people are, it's out there. The people are only saying I think it it's been. I think it's been uh, instructed. I think it's been uh, communicated okay, to well, management. Let me ask you guys. But he's not, going, a- he's not going, you know, on foreign soil and asking, hey, translate to these people. Yes, that's my that point. The general manager's a liar. Multiple times. I will never be part of an organization. But by my shoe. You know, we don't have video of Dame saying this, Chris, which you're right. He, he probably did say. We have James sitting there saying, James, if a liar. You, if you buy my shoe, you can do two things. Play like me and demand to trade and be accommodated like me. Nice. That's what I should do. So, Chris, if you ever want something from me. I'm going to roll in with some Hardens. I'll be, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Be like James. <laughs> I want to be like James. Anybody in management, somebody strolls into your office and hardens, look out. Head on a swivel. Throw my feet on the desk. Yo, it used to be if you showed up in black Air Force Ones, you know it was Uh going to go down. Uh Now it's Uh it's hard. I'm going to be like James. I want out, and of course you're going to give me what I want. That's the way it works. The problem with that, Rich, is Chris is head of HR. So, like, who does he go to with these? I'll have to be in charge. I got to figure that out the flow chart. All right, that's what's up with Harden and the Sixers. We'll take a break. Overreaction Monday when we come back. If you're on hold, stay on hold. Your phone calls also still to come. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, everybody. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey. Hello, Rich. I need uh, ten and a halfs in Harden. <laughs> <laughs> For my next negotiation. <laughs> Ten and a half. Ten and a half. And some hardens. Should I call should I should I call my nephew Jack? Jack, I don't think he doesn't deal in hardens. I don't think he deals in hardens. Yeah, but Jack but, can know. get them for you though. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you need in the shoe world, Jack shoots shoe shoe kicks. You know what I mean? Harden volume spot. seven. Volume seven is what we're at right now. Is that what he's at? Yeah. <laughs> Using the promotional announcement in China. <laughs> To tell him, Daryl, was that was that was he asked a question or was that just part of his soliloquy no to idea. the That's, gathered throng? Yeah, Sean yeah. just threw that out there. I mean, is he people, there? He took the vi- I assume he took that video or somebody sent it to him. Yeah. He Sean, might be. He might be there. Who knows? I thought Shams was uh, the other guy's guy, Kyrie. Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets mouthpiece, Shams Sharon. Is he? Any any big Nets news comes from him. Well, guess what? Kyrie news. Nobody's nobody's on the Nets anymore. <laughs> ben Simmons still there. No. <laughs> he needs a hug. <laughs> Daryl needs a hug. What if Ben Simmons is awesome? <laughs> I'd be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be a great story? Well, for not who? yeah. No. But nobody for likes him. Us. Nobody likes him. So I I don't think it would be celebrated. Hmm. So I, I'm uh, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I want to uh, raise as much money for the people of Maui as we possibly can. It's horrible. And if anybody's been to Lahaina, just seeing the, the, uh, the photographs and the drone footage of the city that's been wiped off the map by the wildfire there last week. Um, it's awful. It's dreadful. So everybody, whatever you can donate... Um, please go to hawaiicommunityfoundation.org slash Maui-Strong. hawaiicommunityfoundation.org slash Maui-Strong and give whatever you can. It is a desperate situation in um, in Maui right now. Yeah. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. All right, um, let's get to it. Let's go. It's Monday. It's overreaction Monday. You hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, Christopher, what do you have over there? What's up, guys? Everybody good? We're good, Chris. We're good. TJ, you should feel good. You got two running backs. Deuce Vaughn's going to have a better year than Tony Pollard. That's nuts. Come on. Did you watch this guy run? That's nuts. Tony Pollard's hurt. This guy's out there. Tony Pollard will be fine. Look, Chris. I He's like Darren Darren Sproles 2.0. Bam, 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 bam. Touchdown. I, I I pray you're right. I don't care who has the better year. I just need them both the ball out. Dude. That's an overreaction of the first variety. I have a third overall pick in my fantasy draft Deuce with my Vaughn. buddies. And <laughs> it is in a non-PPR league, 10 teams. Uh-huh. I am hoping when it snakes back around, uh-huh. they just... 
are like you. Pollard's hurt. And I get to snag Tony Pollard with my second choice in this draft. I will be all over him. Like the proverbial rat on cheese. How many times have I been pounding this table over the last couple of years saying they don't use him enough? I will say this. No one with a microphone in front of of their mouth has been a champion of Tony Pollard more than you over the past two two seasons. Thank you. Once again, again, I cape for him, and I'm going to remove my glasses now so you know it's not Clark Kent. Seriously. Deuce Vaughn had a very nice weekend, and I hope nothing but the... uh, the best. Successful career for him, and that this is an indication he can be successful. Overreaction, what else do you have, Chris? Let's move on. Let's go to my NFC North pick this year. Jordan Love's going to leave the Packers. <laughs> NFC North title. Uh, I think you could say that for sure. I think that is... that is. A man look good. I think you can Points say that for sure. I think this is entirely possible. Christian Watson didn't even play. I'll do a what's more likely. What's more likely, he leads them to a division title or that not only leads them to a division title, he becomes the third first ballot Hall of Famer in a row to play for the Green Bay Packers. So we're just going to look 20 years down the line there? Uh, he has the same career path as Aaron Rodgers. So we'll end up on the Jets? Oh, yeah. Sure. And then the Vikings? Why not? And then the Vikings? Yeah. So, correct. <laughs> I would say... Jordan Love is nice. No, I, I say that's entirely possible. And anybody that discounts him based on what you're hearing or, or seeing, just assume he's going to be less than Aaron Rodgers. So this team will then be less than what Aaron Rodgers has been able to do with the Packers and the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think you're sadly mistaken. This Anything can go, anything goes league. That is not an overreaction. What else, Chris? You know who's super nice also in the NFC North? Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Top five MVP coming this year. That's an overreaction. That's an overreaction. And you know coming in, so so he will, because now you can have actual finishers, one through whatever. There's points assigned, I believe, in the MVP voting now. Um, My man had a perfect passer rating over the weekend. I get it. I get it. This is still a league where Allen and Mahomes and Hurts. That's three. You know. I said top five. I said top five. Herbert. Prescott. How about this one? Jones. Dude, more likely to be an MVP candidate from the Cowboys, not Prescott, Micah Parsons. Hey, let's go. That's more likely that he's so dominant that he gets votes for MVP. Oh, God, if you listen to it. I'd even say it's more likely that Micah Parsons finishes top five in MVP than Justin Fields. Fields? I'll and take I'll take that. Now bad. that you is that an overreaction? You're which one? Which now, one's more of an overreaction? What I said bad. or you? Because uh, well, a defensive player isn't winning MVP ever again. Understood. But we top five. Top five. I'll take that bet. Okay. What else, Chris? How well, great geez, would that be? Playing. How great would that be if I'm right? Rich, if Michael wins MVP, what are we doing? If Michael wins MVP, oh my goodness, that means we're going to win the Super Bowl. The two are not related. That's true as well. <laughs> By the way, everything we've just said can be true. All of it. All of this can be true. Justin Fields could still be top five. Same with Micah Parsons, and it may not translate to either of them making the Super Bowl. Well, the Super Bowl is a long ways away, but you know who's in for a long season? Russell Wilson behind that Broncos uh, offensive line. Hey. Hey. Why what? I know, but Glinchy's not playing. But Russell still. Wilson's war. <laughs> Wilson on his back. I don't know, man. Uh, and Sean Payton, we trust. 
David Shaw was on earlier this hour, and he says he's not concerned. I'll just, I'll just buy in on that and say that's an overreaction after one preseason week. What else, Chris? Onward. Onward. Derek, Derek Carr is going to have the Saints back in the playoffs. Uh, I think that that's a, that's a good overreaction. Um, one where I'll say it's potentially an overreaction, but I'll, I'll say yeah. I'll say yeah. So proper Boy, reaction. He looked good, didn't he? He looked real good. He looked sharp. So did Jameis, by the way. Jameis is a starting quarterback. And, yeah. And, yeah. Dude. He's the best backup in the league. Well, not until Sam Darnold is. <laughs> yeah, still no. It'll still Jameis be is better than Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say that of course the Saints can be this division's wide open. Of course the Saints can win it. Of course Derek Carr can get it back. I don't think that's an overreaction, but it was good to see the Saints look look like that. Can't guard Mike. And by the way, did you see the Chiefs? Chiefs had that game one, and then instead of taking a knee, you know, called an offensive yeah. play up one, and the and the Saints picked it off and won. At the, at the final gun. Results of preseason games do not matter. I know that. That's why they're, they're you know, Andy's like, we're going to use this yeah. moment as a, as a live rep. The Lions went and undefeated and I, the and year I, they went And all I kept thinking is, like, Eagles fans are like, really? That's your clock management now? Yeah, you're right about preseason. Look, where where nice. was that seven months ago? The Ravens have never lost a preseason game in history. Right? 24 so, in a row. 24 in a row. That's, so That's crazy. So weird. What else, Chris? Uh, you know who looked really good? Aiden O'Connell. He did. He's going to win more games for the Raiders this year than Jimmy G. Get out of here. (laughs) That is stupid. Although, although, how about the fact that he's wearing number four? How about they gave him Derek Carr's number? Why did they do that? That is cold. (laughs) The disrespect is real. That's. Does McDaniels just hate Derek Carr? That is. You can't even say it's ice cold. Like, whatever the coldest temperature there is, what is it? Is it Kelvin? I don't know. I'm terrible at science. Like I was terrible at the, gr- at the green something. at the green in the green wedge. Sorry, Mike Hoskins is telling me my year. What is it? Absolute zero. I don't know. Sub zero. Whatever. Whatever it is. How do they give him Derek Carr's number? Like, hey, Derek, thanks for the memories. We're giving it to Aiden <laughs> O'Connell, who, by the way, looked really good. Ballin'. But get out of here. Rich, what? Because you think Jimmy G's going to get hurt? Okay. What else you got over there? We should just and stick the, to the scale we know, the petty scale. That is petty. You know? That's up there. Yeah, we can it, gauge that. It's not Richard. It's more It's more Tom. Yeah. Right? Tom. Tom, Tom. Tom. Did we decide Tom is two and Richard's the king? So two, Richard Teddy Tom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely more than Bryce. Yeah. Or Lori. Right. Trey Lance needs a change of scenery. It's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen in San Francisco. Just ask to go somewhere else. I can't sit here and say that. <laughs> Chris, it's a reasonable reaction. How does that sound? But it's an overreaction. This is a team that last year had Jimmy G currently, one year ago now, snapped to it. He was on another field. Like maybe right around now is when it kind of got in their heads. Like maybe we could use Jimmy G around here. You know, maybe the backup plan of Lance needs to be shorn up and Maybe he will be ready to play this year for us. Is he up for it? Because we don't want to release him and let him wind up somewhere else. You're going super high. So honestly, uh, anything can happen. And I think they're going to hold on to him. And if they go through this year, you know, and then no fifth-year option obviously gets picked up, then I think the answer will be 
proper reaction. But for the moment, we're still we're we're not there yet. You got one more over there, Chris? Yeah, I got one more. Um, everyone in the top ten uh, looks real dumb for passing on Jalen Carter. <laughs> yeah, did you see his first snap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just destroyed that dude. Yeah. Let him go to the Eagles, sure. <laughs> just let the, just let the Eagles get him. Uh, hey, you know what? Come on. It is one snap. It's preseason football. It's not against the starters. And it is it is absurd to say it, but I'll allow this one. By the way, who chose Jalen Carter to wind up with the Eagles in, in, in his mock draft? Who did that? Who did that? You had him in the... the, in the- one spot below, right? I had him. Um, I didn't know that the Eagles were going to trade trade down. Right, right, but you had him to the Eagles. Right, I did. Yeah. Well, everyone looks real dumb now for letting that happen. I saw it coming. <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> I hate it. By the way, Jordan Davis too. Look out. How about all of the Georgia guys on that team? The Georgia Eagles. I said it. DeAndre Swift. Jeez. He looked pretty damn Kobe good. Kobe Dean made a play. Like, come on. Here we go. This is insane. Well done. Overreaction Monday. By the way, every Monday starting uh, football season, it's on podcast. We're all podcasters wherever you listen. Thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network. Chris and I. Well, TJ as well. We'll mix them in on Overreaction Monday. Chris don't want me on this. (laughs) Get the podcast wherever you can get podcasts. Oh. Oh. All right. We'll get one more. Okay. Oh, my God. What else, Chris? You got something else? Rich, you know what happens when someone goes 14 of 20 for 123 yards and a touchdown in a preseason game? What do do they do? Zach Wilson should be the Jets' starting quarterback. They got a starting quarterback. Why would they trade for Aaron Rodgers (laughs) and then pay him all this money? I I mean, they got a guy. They got QB1 right there. Okay. Listen. Listen. Man. Listen. Say, save a piece of plexiglass wait, 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 mantle. Look at this guy. Mr. Save a piece of plexiglass mantle in Canton, Ohio from Malik Cunningham is coming at me with this wait, noise. Wait, wait, wait. This guy who actually does for a split minute deep down feel maybe Malik Cunningham is the answer for us right now. <laughs> maybe Bailey Zappi should be sent down to the depth charts, depths from Elite Cunningham, the backup Mac. And if Mac gets hurt, we should give this so guy a shot. Rogers is gonna stink. We should give this guy a shot. <laughs> Look at him. He's got to come at me. Deep he down, I'm not coming at you because Of course not. <laughs> this guy. That should be hey, so Rogers is like Phil Mickelson right now. Thumbs up. Hey, everything's so cool. Okay. Right, wait, wait, how cool he looks on, on Hard Roku, tomorrow. We're on Roku now. <laughs> So I will say, you are so full of shit. Oh! Oh, hey! You say, I'm not, I'm turning, like you're trying to troll me. Roku Charlie, forgive us. I'm fine, pal. Let's talk about your quarterback situation in about a month. (laughs)